Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Church in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio listening network. And we want to joyfully greet all our listeners throughout the upper Midwest, as well as those joining us via our radio website at realpresenceradio.org. And we're welcoming so many great guests this morning as we talk about the glory of God and the beauty of our faith and how the Lord shows his life and his work in his love in our parishes, in our hearts, and in our lives of faith shared with one another. Today, as we celebrate the feast day of St. Kateri Tekawitha, one of the great Native American saints in our church's history, we're so grateful to take this time in prayer and thanksgiving, recognizing the call to holiness, that God is calling all of us to become saints, each in our own particular lives, no matter where we're from or what our background is, God desires us to live in union with Him, and holiness is possible for every listener as we turn to the Lord and allow Him to work through our lives, through His gifts of grace, as well as through a deeper relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we're going to begin this morning's program with a word of prayer. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, we ask that you would continue to strengthen us with the gifts of your grace as we go about our duties in our state of life during this day. We ask that you would strengthen us as your faithful people so that inspired by the lives of the saints, we too can grow in holiness each day. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And there's so many great things happening in our Real Presence Radio listening area. So we're excited this morning to just highlight some of the great things that God has already been doing, is doing, and will continue to do right here in our listening area. And so this morning, I'm grateful to be joined on air by Sister Miriam of the Oblate Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, Sister, thanks for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. Well, thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And you're joining us this morning via telephone from St. Paul's Mission in Marty, South Dakota. Uh, Sister Miriam, we're so grateful that you have uh, lived your life uh, in response to God's call um, in your vocation and as a consecrated uh, religious sister. Uh, Sister Miriam, tell us about yourself, a little bit of your own journey, your own background, and how you came to live your life and your vocation at St. Paul's. Well, it's really a long story, but I want to try to be as brief as I can. Uh, I was, uh, you know, it took me a while to really say yes to the Lord for my vocation. 
But I, as a young girl, well, I was about 19, it was after graduation, and I had made a retreat at the American Martyrs Retreat House in Cedar Falls, uh, Iowa. And it was during that time that I just, it was on a Good Friday, actually, it was a holy, uh, it was Easter weekend, and I was on Good Friday, and that must have been the talk of the director of the retreat, but I felt this strong grace that God was calling me to religious life. And I just remember kneeling down by my bed and saying, okay, God, you win. Because I'd mm-hmm. always wanted to be married and have children, and, and I said, you win. And it was from there that I went. I was looking for, uh, I was very interested in the missions, and I even went out to Mary Nall to uh, check out their community there, but it just didn't didn't say yes to me. And uh, one of the few times that our Oblate Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament had advertised in the Sunday Visitor, uh, they had just a couple times advertised. I caught their little ad that they worked with the natives in South Dakota. So I had a sister who was close to me. She dared me to respond to that, and I did. And it wasn't just a few days later that I received a letter from the superior there at the time, Sister Lillian Dubois, inviting me to come. And I did, and as they say, the rest is history. I've been here for 57 years. Well, that's a beautiful, beautiful testimony to all our listeners on uh, this surrender to the Lord and uh, knowing that, you know, He wins in the end. <laughs> He's the Lord of victory, but also He wins our hearts. And he, he, what the Lord gives us and, and how He calls us, uh, is really that call to greater fulfillment and happiness. So, Sister, thank you for that testimony on your vocation story. Uh, such a great, uh, you know, I know you're, you're, you're a humble uh, woman of God, but uh, that's a great example for all our listeners as they pray about their own vocation and how the Lord may be calling them um, just to, of course, recognize that uh, we can seek Him out. And even what a grace it is to respond to those invitations, whether it be a retreat, a discernment retreat, and even to seek out the different apostolates and the different religious congregations in the life of the church, whether it be uh, the Married Old Society or uh, other foundations, and then to know that the Lord will use all these things. Even the Lord uses advertisements, just like you've shared, Sister, um, in Our Sunday Visitor, or maybe it's an advertisement in another uh, parish publication or a regional diocesan publication. All our uh, diocese listeners, they have their own uh, church papers here in our diocese. We have the Bishop's Bulletin and how the Lord will even work through those uh, modes of communication. Today for uh, our generation, it might be an online website or maybe it's a YouTube video of some religious sisters or some brothers or perhaps a vocation director for the priesthood. And those can all be sources of inspiration that would lead and draw and communicate God's invitation to love. And so I'm so grateful for your vocation, sister. Now, we're also grateful for the work that you do in uh, the life of the church. And so, uh, Sister Miriam, can you tell us about the foundation of your religious congregation, the Oblate Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, which exist right here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls at their very foundation? Well, certainly, our our mother house is right here on the reservation. There are only four of us sisters left in the community. We never were very large. And contrary to what so many people feel, that we were 
or know that we were founded by St. Catherine Drexel. We really weren't. She visited this mission several times, and um, she was here because her sisters were also teaching here. They were the first, first educators here at the mission school. But our sisters were actually founded by Sister Anthony Davis, who was the Chippewa native from North Dakota. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, along with uh, coordination with Father Sylvester Eisenman, the Benedictine who really established and founded this mission. Uh, St. Catherine Drexel's sisters actually fostered us under, you know, when we began as the early community. And Father Sylvester's idea was that we would be founded here for Marty and for the works here at Marty. So we've never really been very large. And right now, we, be- we began as the all-Native sisterhood. Mm. I think there were seven founding members, but only two of those persevered. And now we have uh, uh, five of our sisters are deceased, but there's only four of us left, and there's only one Native sister that's left, even though we began as a Native community. Of course, we had a, it had to be opened in the 50s. It was open to all people, all women. And uh, we, our Native sister is from North Dakota as well. She's Spirit Lake Tribe, but she's in a local nursing home. So, um, you know, that's the foundations of our community. That's a beautiful history, and and to see how the Lord continues to work uh, in the life of the church and and through the uh, influence, of course, of Father Sylvester, St. Catherine Drexel, but even that radical uh, desire to live in that deep union with God, uh, to be espoused to Christ as Sister Davis um, it gave that example to St. Catherine Drexel. And so uh, to have the congregation, of course, of uh, entirely Native uh, women that have an, an indigenous background here in the United States, um, that they too can live uh, that vocation uh, to religious life. And then you yourself, sister, in the years that you've tirelessly uh, given yourself to your vocation, uh, is just a tremendous example to all of us. And as we honor today St. Kateri Tekawitha, uh, we recognize that this call for uh, Native American women uh, right here, even in the Dakotas or Wisconsin, whether they be from uh, the Dakota or Lakota uh, Sioux tribes or Chippewa as Sister Davis, uh, to recognize that God has worked through uh, his church, through the sacraments, but through the yes of these Native women um, to share the gospel. And in your own yes, sister, um, what a beautiful uh, inspiration that should that is for all of us. So how has St. Kateri's own life and mission as one of the, the first Native American saints uh, honored here in the United States and the Universal Church, um, how was she an inspiration to you in the work that you do at St. Paul's Mission with the Sisters? Well, St. Kateri is very, very important, and not only to our community, one of our patronesses, but also for our parish here at St. Paul's Apostle to the Nations Church. We have a shrine to Kateri outside of our convent. There's also one in the church. Uh, we daily say a prayer to St. Kateri for her intercession, and our parish prays the prayer to St. Kateri at our Sunday liturgies as well. Uh, since 1984, we've uh, established a Kateri Circle of women. We now we have about 24 members now, but we've been going since 1984. Whose work is really to help the people around, much as Saint Kateri did, the elderly and the sick. 
uh, we have a Kateri Center, which is uh, formerly known as the Needy Nook, and it's the place for clothing. It's the food pantry. We do furniture distribution, and it's our Kateri Circle women that are volunteers at that center. So we are open every week. Uh, and uh, she's just been a real inspiration to us. Our sisters just concluded the novena to St. Kateri this morning. Uh, some of our sisters were able to be, actually, at her beatification in 1980, and several of our women were in Rome for her canonization in 2012. So she's been a very powerful inspiration interceder for us in many ways. Well, that's a beautiful testimony to uh, just the influence of a saint as we celebrate her uh, feast day in the Universal Church today, uh, just to know how much She's an influence in the daily life and the ministry that you do at St. Paul's Mission. Uh, this last week, we actually had the executive director of the Tekawitha Conference, Robert Barbary, uh, was oh. one of our guests on Real Presence Live. And, and I know today he continues the work with the Tekawitha circles uh, um, that you and the sisters have had for many years of faith sharing and, and asking through the care of intercession of St. Catherine uh, Kateri Tekawitha, um, and just recognizing how she has really been an inspiration. Uh, in my own personal life, sister, some, some faith sharing. Uh, several years ago, I had the opportunity to be in Montreal uh, to see, yes. to pray there. And of course, it's a beautiful city, and there, uh, there are other saints there. Of course, there's St. Joseph's Oratory and uh, St. Andre Bissette. But just across the river on the reserve, there is the place where St. Kateri uh, lies entombed in, in Kennewaukee, Ontario, and a beautiful opportunity to pray and venerate St. Kateri Tekawitha. And so I'll always treasure that. It was almost one of those holy accidents where, uh, fortunately, the Jesuits that I was staying with at the time uh, directed me and gave me the the information I needed to visit uh, St. Kateri. And so what a tremendous blessing that is on how the life, life of a saint who lived several centuries ago um, continues to influence the life of the church. Well, we're going to take a short break here, uh, Sister Miriam, and when we come back, we're going to really take some of the lessons from St. Kateri Tekawitha, who's honored today as her feast day, and how her life of holiness has inspired you and the Oblate Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament um, in your own spirituality and your own vocation in the life of the church. So we'll take a short break. Stay tuned. We're here with Sister Miriam of the Oblate Sisters. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. 
To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota. And uh, good morning to all our wonderful listeners here on Real Presence Catholic Radio. So grateful to share the glory of God and the work that the God of our salvation is continuing to do in the life and hearts of the faithful. This morning I'm joined on air by Sister Miriam of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, Sister Miriam is uh, joining us from St. Paul's Mission in Marty, South Dakota. And we've been talking this morning about St. Kateri Tekawitha and on her uh, Universal Feast Day. You're, you're, and it, it's really a great opportunity for us to uh, just recognize uh, the life of a saint and the lessons that continue to, to, to go forward and uh, uh, just how God is revealing and working himself in our lives. And so, Sister Miriam... Um, one of the first lessons uh, we can learn from the life of St. Kateri is really even in her own uh, ethnic identity and uh, the, uh, uh, how her, her own life uh, being, we call her the Lily of the Mohawks. And so she, where, where did St. Kateri come from? Who were the nation of uh, native people that she came from? And how did they even pronounce her name? I mentioned a little well, bit ago about my own a pilgrimage to Ontario, and I think I perhaps even misspoke in, in pronouncing the name of the city where she's uh, honored and venerated. Oh, well, Kateri was, or as, as in Mohawk, they say, Gadali, Gadali. She was actually, uh, her parents, she was, came from a Catholic Algonquin mother, and her father was the traditional Mohawk chief. But, of course, she lost them early in life. And... Uh, you know, so she was basically lived the first years of her life amongst the Mohawk tribe. Yeah. And with, uh, you know, how in the Mohawk language, uh, you yourself and the sisters have worked uh, with Dakota and Lakota people, and um, there's, there's a specific language for every uh, Native uh, group. 
how did the the Mohawk people pronounce Saint Kateri's name uh, in their language, and where where is she located at now in the church where she's venerated? Well, her, uh, to my understanding, she, uh, Kateri is pronounced Gateli, Gateli, Gateli. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, she would be, and, and then the, she was in St. Peter's Mission in Ganawaga. I think it's Ganawaga, Con- which is now Fonda, New York. Okay. Well, it, what a tremendous uh, a blessing it is to just acknowledge uh, the life of uh, St. Kateri and even the lessons we can learn. With uh, You know, Pope Benedict wrote about uh, that the importance of all our native, uh, the existence in the life of our church of all the native uh, languages and the spiritualities and the ethnic backgrounds of all our saints. Uh, he spoke of how the psalmist says the bride has many colored robes. And so in the life of the church, uh, the church being the mystical body of Christ, um, and how that in the mystical body of Christ that there, there really are many colored robes in the life of the church. Um, and so, St. Kateri, in your own mission and in your own faith that you share, uh, Sister, what are some of the lessons that you have taken or your community has taken from the life of holiness of St. Kateri? Well, certainly her simplicity and her humility. But I think another aspect is that, uh, you know, she didn't let the teasing, the persecution that she suffered, she didn't let that stop her doing her acts of charity or helping the elders and the sick. Um, I think another lesson that everybody could learn is that she was a young person, mm. and age holiness didn't depend upon age, you know, and she gave her life to Jesus as a young person. But I think one of the most important aspects that really strikes me is that she was able to integrate her Native American uh, culture into her Catholic Christianity. She didn't let that, her Native identity be, uh, you know, lost because of that. And that's much like, I don't know if you know, Nicholas Black Elk, mm, who's, yes. uh, who's a venerable a servant of God now, and he's up for canonization. And incidentally, Black Elk also served here as a catechist for a whole year. Right there so, at St. Saint, right Saint right Paul's at Mission. Right at St. Paul's, yes. yes. That's, a, that's a beautiful... So we, witness of holiness and, and a legacy of that holiness. And, and I agree with you, sister, just that ability for uh, both of them to integrate that, that Catholic spirituality, that, that idea of who I am as a son or daughter of God, that call to holiness with the same, uh, the background, my language, um, my manner of speaking, uh, how I'm able to uh, live in relationship with other people. Uh, really is a beautiful testimony. And so even age, it, it transcends our age, it transcends language, our background. The call to holiness can touch us in all aspect of our life. You know, our church is composed of members from many nations. And so uh, there's a title of St. Kateri as the Lily of the Mohawks. Um, how can she inspire us to live Christian unity um, in her own life story, in her own journey to holiness, um, you know, today we hear about a lot of uh, difficulty that people have in loving one another or living uh, united in God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit's love. 
And so there's this call for unity. Even the prayers of the Mass, if you listen carefully, are often an, a, a, a call to unity. If there's, there's parts after the Eucharistic prayer, before the sharing of the sign of peace at our celebrations of the Catholic Mass, of, that we're called to be united, living as uh, members of the same household of the body of Christ. How is St. Kateri, uh, in herself as Lily the Mohawk, can inspire us to live that unity? Well, I think that, um, that we as church, we're growing better at this, but as we learn to see and we learn to incorporate the beauty, the spirituality, the way that other cultures view the world into our own Roman Catholic rite, you know, of course, not losing the essentials. I think as we do that, we become so much more richer and inclusive as a church. And the fact that she is the lily of the Mohawks, that she is a great part of our Catholic Church, that certainly adds to that beauty and, and that culture, you know. Well, it is so true, just that, uh, that God is really working in the life of our church. It's such a, a there's a great majesty in, in our Catholic faith of uh, being uh, around the world, uh, composed of all these different stories, uh, individuals. God chooses uh, individual persons, uh, sons and daughters, and that responding to grace, they can uh, live out their vocation each and every day. So what a tremendous uh, blessing that is and a great inspiration that uh, St. Kateri is in my own vocation. Uh, and of course, Sister, you, yourself, you are an example of that as well, that we inspire one another in, our, in the work that we do. Um, so the work that you, you mentioned, uh, many of the, the ministries and, and apostolic activities that you and the sisters do at St. Paul's Mission in Marty, what are some of the ways that our listeners can find out more about St. Paul's Mission in Marty? And then is there any way that we can help support the work you do in not only living the gospel, living out your vocation, but also uh, supporting uh, the work you do in Native American ministry right there in Marty? Well, certainly I would ask our listeners for prayer. Mm. You know, I always think that's the first thing. And not only uh, prayer for our ministry here, but that the Lord would send out laborers into the harvest. Our community is elderly, and they're going to be need that necessary, and that's everywhere. Mm. But also they can pray for the end of racism and prejudice of any kind, you know, wherever that might be found. Uh, and then uh, I'd say, secondly, when the opportunities arise to really make friends with your Native American neighbors, not just be benefactors, because it's when we become friends with one another that, we, that those walls start to break down. And, of course, we're always open for financial contributions and contributions of clothes, of food, of, for our food pantry, for uh, used furniture, which we give out as well. You know, and those could all be um, given. I can give you an address to send that to St. Paul's Indian Mission, which would be our box number is 266 or 102 Church Drive, Marty, South Dakota, 57361. And that's, that's wonderful. We'll also include in our show notes, and then also uh, that information is also available at the Sisters and St. Paul's Mission website, which is Marty Catholic, M-A-R-T-Y Catholic dot WordPress dot com. And of course, Marty, South Dakota is named after the great bishop of the That's Dakota right. area, uh, Bishop Martin Marty, who 
quite frankly, he was the bishop for the entire Real Presence Radio listening network. Uh, and as we broadcast here from North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, parts of Minnesota and Southern Minnesota, there was a period of time where Bishop Marty was the ordinary. He was the great bishop, uh, the apostle to the Sioux, as he also had that title, um, a great bridge builder and someone who understood the need of bringing the gospel and the salvation of souls. And I can some days, sister, I just close my eyes and I imagine what it was like uh, to have that tremendous responsibility to uh, send out apostles and send out witnesses all around the Dakota Territory. And I'd like our listeners to reflect upon that too. That's just over 140 years ago uh, that our, our own listening area, wherever you're at, if you're listening on air from one of our Real Presence Radio listening stations, recognize how young the gospel is in this land and how many people's lives have been tra- changed. And as a priest of God in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, sister, um, even in, whether I'm in one of our larger cities, Sioux Falls, just recently, sister, I was at a uh, one of their regional nursing homes, and I meet native Catholics, um, people yeah. who uh, received a Catholic education, whether it would be at the Marty School, where you have ministered for years and years, um, or perhaps they received an education um, in Chamberlain at uh, the, the native school, the St. Joseph's school there, or perhaps it's in one of our North Dakota listening areas where there too were different missions or outreaches or parishes. And so it's such a grace to see that that legacy continues. And as I give the sacraments and I, and I join in that invitation to friendship, as you mentioned, sister, that the life of holiness continues to radiate in the life of our church. Sister Miriam, thank you for being on Real Presence Live with us this morning. Well, it's been delightful. Thank you. And I hope all our listeners are inspired. Honor St. Kateri today with a gesture of love and friendship. And be courageous. Become holy and share the love of Jesus with everyone you meet. Sister, thank you again. And I look forward for us again to meet down the road as we together journey in God's love. God bless you. Thanks for being on this morning. You're welcome. And we're going to take a short break here on Real Presence Live. Uh, If you want, you can always tune in and find our podcast and recorded episodes. And you can do that on our realpresenceradio.com web address. You can also nominate your favorite priest for donuts as we do honor our fathers and all sorts of great upcoming activities and events in the Real Presence Radio listening area. We'll take a short break and we'll be back after this short message. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 